Welcome to Mucky Landon. Population 782 and a half. It's an odd little backwater in a lower, slower corner of the tiny state of Delaware, mostly known for being not too far from someplace you'd rather be. I'm Virgil Slatter. Me and my partner Harmon Truesdale own the Mucky Landon Market, Diner, and Hardware Emporium at the corner of St. Jones and Broad. If by some chance you thought the highway sign said Monkey Landon and took the exit because the kids had never seen a live chimp before, and that's how most folks find Monkey Landon, unless they were born here, be sure to stop by and say hi. If it's Thursday, pick up a bag of Harmon's dark chocolate and salted caramel turtle nuggets made with real turtle. Monkey Landing, a sort of a podcast created by Chris Polo. Season 1, Pandemic Bonus Episode 8. Harmon's Birthday Surprise, written and directed by Chris Polo. Yes, hello, Aloysius. Oh, such a sweet, weird little doggy. Yes, Aloysius, I love you too. Now stop licking my feet. Well, hey there, Velma. How you doing? Virgil, I need you to give me a hand. And good morning to you too, Velma. I haven't got time to socialize, Virgil. We're reopening the club this weekend, and I've got 10,000 things to do this week to make it happen. You're reopening the T&G club, are you? Well, I'm glad to hear it. About time we had some good news around here. Yeah, I'll tell you, 2020 has not exactly sparked my joy. It's just been one thing after another since Sal passed that new good son of a bitch, God rest his soul. Who knew he had such a severe shellfish allergy? Not me. I sure wouldn't have made him that clam dip if I'd have known. You've had a string of bad luck with husbands, Velma, and that's a fact. All five of them gone before their time. It's a good thing they all had life insurance. I made sure of that. Our mama didn't raise no fool, Virgil. That she didn't. So, what can I help you with this morning? I need to pick up some industrial strength cleaning supplies like Windex, a couple boxes of rubber gloves, duct tape, ball of yarn. I got a list. Here. Well, let's see here. The yarn's in the Homeland Security and Sewing Notions aisle, and most of this other stuff is on those back shelves right out by the bathrooms. I like to keep the air fresheners and lysol by the men's room there. Good thinking. The commercial cleaners are in the storeroom out back. Be careful with those. They've been known to spontaneously combust if you don't handle them right. That's why I keep them separate from the store. Uh, why don't you drive on around? We can load up everything for you from back there. I'll get Harmon to give you a hand. That'll work. What are you going to do with the yarn? Nana's going to knit me some little rosette pasties for the girls. I think it'll give the show a little homey touch. It's all about comfort these days with the COVID, you know. Can't say I've ever seen a stripper wearing a doily. You sure reminded your patrons of Grandma is the best move there, Velma? My customers will only be thinking of Grandma if Grandma carved that Thanksgiving turkey and tassels, heels and a G-string while hanging from the chandelier. I'm not worried. Booty Sheets is the only guy in town who had a grandma like that, so I think you're safe. Last I heard, he's still wearing his ankle bracelet and he can't leave the house yet. All right, I need to get going here. Let me move the truck around back. I'll send Harmon out to get the stuff from the storeroom and... Oh, hey, wait a minute. This is perfect timing. Harmon's birthday is coming up. I can bring him out to the club for a little celebration. I don't know, Virgil. We've been closed for several months. It's, it may take a while to get us into the groove again. 
And the setup's different now with all the social distancing and everything. Doesn't matter. You know how much Harmon loves the TNG. I'm sure he'll have a great time. That's what worries me, Virgil. You know I love Harmon like a brother. An awkward, embarrassing, annoying brother who ate too many paid chips when he was little. And has the IQ to show for it. But all the same, I'd rather not see him get up on stage and sing, let me entertain you, like he did on his last birthday. And I especially don't want to see him peeling his smelly socks and throwing them at the audience while he does it. Worst Gypsy Rose Lee impersonation ever. Aw, come on, Velma. It wasn't all that bad. You know... He could have kept his tips instead of sharing half of them with the girls, but I'll keep an eye on him, I promise. Well, okay. Just keep him out of trouble, Virgil. This is an important weekend. I can't have Harmon messing it up. No worries, Velma. Leave it to me. All right. You got to have a reservation to get in now on account of the COVID, so call the club later and let us know when you're coming in. I need to get this stuff loaded. Tell Harmon to meet me out back. Will do. Love you, brother. You too, sis. Don't worry, Aloysius. She'll be back. Harmon! What? Get out here! What for? I need you to get some stuff out of the shed. I'm in the bathroom. It's for Velma! Well, hey there, gorgeous. I'll bet I'm a sight for sore... Virgil, where is she? In her truck. I missed her? Oh, shit. I just wasted one of my best pickup lines, too. Uh, you know that gorgeous wasn't for you, right? Oh, I'm disappointed. No, you're not. But I am. You know how I feel about Velma. She's everything I ever dreamed of in a woman. Smart, beautiful, sexy, owns her own strip club, and that ass. Harmon, that is my sister you're talking about. Jesus. Like, duh, I know that, Verge. Holy shit, I wasn't born yesterday, you know. Just keep your thoughts about Velma in your head and out of your pants. Now head on out back there and give her a hand with her stuff. She's still here? Well, why didn't you tell me? Holy shit, how do I look? No, do, do, do I look okay? How about if I, oh, you know what? How about if I tip my ball cap at a rakish angle like this? Too much? Harmon? You're, you're right, you're, you're right, too much. Maybe I should turn it around front ways like this. No, that feels weird. I'll put it back. I'll put it back. Oh, man, my hair's a mess now. How's my breath? Do I need a mint? <sighs> okay, I need a mint. I knew it. I'm out of mints. Shit, do these jeans make my butt look big? Crap, why'd I have to wear this shirt? I hate this stupid shirt. Damn it, Harmon. Would you stop fiddling with yourself and go give Velma a hand? She's in a hurry. She's opening the club back up this weekend and has way too much on her plate to worry about what you look or smell like. I'm sorry I had to. She's reopening the tits and grits? That's great! Yeah, I know. I thought I'd take you out there for a little birthday celebration this weekend. Really? Oh, man, that is excellent. But it ain't gonna happen if you don't get your ass out back and load up her stuff. Here's her list. Take it with you. Hot damn beer, boobs, and birthday cake at the TNG. This is gonna be epic. All right, Velma. That's the last of it. <laughs> you sure you don't want me to come out to the TNG and help you unload? I've got it covered, Harmon. Some of the girls are coming to help me and get the place in shape. Oh, the girls are coming in, huh? 
Can I come in and watch? No, we're good, Harmon, really. Okay, well, how about later then? Like, maybe tonight. You're all by yourself now, what with Sal being, well, you know, dead. And I'm all by myself, too, what with women being, well, picky. So we're both lonely, right? Maybe we could get together and, you know, be lonely together. And maybe do some things that wouldn't make us feel uh, not so lonely. Harmon, you know I love you. You do? Well, why didn't you just say so? Because that would have saved us both a lot of time. Because I love you, too. I think. You think? Well, I mean, I probably would love you if I got to spend more time with you and, and got to know you better. Harmon, you've known me my whole life. Well, yeah, but I don't really know you, know you, if you know what I mean. No, I don't. Well, okay. Let me see if I can explain it to you. See, it's like we're not kids anymore. We're grown-ups. And grown-ups have, uh, needs. And believe me, if I'd known then what you were going to look like once you filled out and everything, I'd have paid a lot more attention to all those needs before you got married that first time. And probably in between all the other times, too. I see. Which kind of brings us to today, which is probably another one of those in-between times. Okay, now let me see if I can explain it to you. I do love you, Harmon. Yeah, you said that. That's kind of why I'm continuing this conversation, because it sounded like it might end up someplace interesting later on. Harmon, let me finish. I love you like a brother. Like a... Brother! An awkward, embarrassing... Well, never mind. Like a brother. Oh. Okay. Okay, got it. The truth is, it's just too soon for me. Oh, you mean after Sal? Well, no, not really. I hated that son of a bitch, God rest his soul. It's just too soon for this. Today. Tonight. Oh, gotcha. Huh. So, how soon do you think it'll be before it's not... Too soon anymore. I'm thinking it will probably always be too soon, Harmon. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So. Wait, you said probably. What? You said it will probably always be too soon. Uh, yeah. So if there's a probably in there, that means it ain't a sure thing. So maybe there could also be a maybe. And a maybe means maybe there's a yes. And maybe there's a no. I guess maybe? Exactly, maybe. I I'm going to keep that in mind, Velma, because the way I look at it, a probably and a maybe and a yes could just as soon add up to a later after the too soon has been and gone. And you know what they say, better later than never. I'm not sure that's really what they say, Horman, but sure. Why not? See, it's only too soon now, so I'm going to just wait for later. Which I'm pretty sure we'll get here sooner or later. Whatever makes you happy, Harmon. Listen, I gotta get going. Thanks for loading up the truck. Velma, before you go, can I ask you one more thing? Sure, Harmon. What? I was just thinking that this too soon business kind of leaves me in the lurch. At least as far as the whole immediate future is concerned. And you know, I'm good with waiting for you later. I really am, but, uh... But you're wondering what you're supposed to do in the meantime, right? Right. Armin, you're such a horn dog. Can't help it. I was born this way. It's generic. You mean genetic. I'm pretty sure it's not. You want me to fix you up with one of my girls, don't you? Well, if you don't mind... Sure, Harmon. Brunhilda's between boyfriends right now. I'll introduce you to her when you guys come in this weekend. 
I think the two of you might have a lot in common. Brunhilde? Yeah, she has needs. Sweet. And Harmon? One more thing. What? I didn't want to tell you this before, but now we've had our little heart-to-heart. I feel like I can tell you anything, even if it's kind of embarrassing, right? Oh, absolutely. There is nothing you could tell me about yourself that I would ever be embarrassed to hear. Good. Harmon, zip your fly. Zip my... Motherfucker. Yeah, thank you for calling the T&G Club, the premier club for discerning gentlemen here in the mucky land and ditchwater lesser metropolitan area, home of the shake and bag dancers. What do you want? Yeah, yeah, hi. I'm calling about getting a table for me and my friend for Saturday night. Yeah, you and every other sad-ass loser out there. Excuse me? You heard me. No, I, I didn't. What did you just say? Look, are you going to sit here and argue with me all night, or do you want to spit out what you need to say before I decide you're not worth it and hang up on you? Now, wait a... Look... I want to bring a friend to the club on Saturday night. My sister said I had to call and make a reservation, so that is what I am doing. Your sister? Huh. Figures. She in the business? My sister is Velma Bella Zamboni. You know, your boss. Oh, well, la de frickin' da. Aren't we important? Okay, Mr. Bella Buzoni. Let me just set you up with the VIP table in our penthouse suite with a bottle of our best bubbly in Miss January 1982. Will that do? Jesus! My name is not Bella Zamboni, and there is no penthouse suite. I know, because I helped my sister build the place. Now okay, look. look. Mr. Big Shot Anonymous, I can understand how humiliating it must be to have to tell me your actual name when you're trying to make a reservation to satisfy your lustful desires of the flesh that you can't get any other way except by paying for it. Hey, I'll have you know that... if you want to crawl into some dark godforsaken hellhole and do God knows what in your raincoat while you ogle scantily clad women, that's your business. Now wait just a minute. If that's what melts your butter... I suggest you go check out Pee Wee Herman's Art House recommendations on Yelp. Just between you and me and the bedpost, the TNG is way too classy for the likes of you and Beverly. Me and... Aw, shit. This is Doral, isn't it? No. Aw, come off it, Doral. This game is getting old. This is not Doral. Oh, yeah? Well, then who is it? It's... Mary. Mary Ann. Mary Ann what? Mary Ann... Ginger. Yeah, and I'm Mr. Hal and the Skipper. Give it up, Doral. Shit. Yeah, you called Harmon Beverly. You know that's a dead giveaway, Doral. I didn't mean to say that. It just slipped out. That's what Harmon says. <laughs> Good one there, Virgie. It's Virgil, not... Oh, never mind. So, you're working at the TNG now, huh? Yeah. But this is just temporary until I get something better. Seems like all your jobs are temporary, Doral. Go ahead and laugh, Fergie. Why don't you do the victory dance while you're at it? Oh, I would never do that, Doral. I might giggle a little, though. Because, you know, karma. So what happened to your gig at the insurance agency? That whiny bitch Bernice in accounts payable. You know, the one with the weird chicken allergy. It's all her fault. What'd she do? It all came down to jealousy, Fergie. Sheer jealousy. 
The fact of the matter is, the boss liked me a lot better than he liked her, and she just couldn't stand it. It got ugly. Seems to me that's Bernice's problem, not yours. Exactly. You would think she could be professional and keep all that petty shit out of the workplace, wouldn't you? But no, not Bernice. She had to go hire a private detective and get pictures and everything. Wait, what? I get the last laugh, though. My boss, Herbie, he had to sell the agency to satisfy the divorce decree, which is how come I'm not working there anymore. But, and not to digress here, but Bernice had one of the biggest, ugliest old butts I've ever laid eyes on. I swear it took her two trips to haul ass. That being said... I know Bernice isn't getting anywhere near what she thought she would out of the divorce settlement. Turns out old Herb was keeping two sets of books. You just never know what people are up to behind closed doors, do you, Fergie? I imagine you'd know that better than most, Doral. You and old Herb still together? Oh, no. It was fun while it lasted, but he just doesn't have the wherewithal to keep me in the style to which I'd like to become accustomed. At least, not anymore he doesn't. If you catch my drift. I think I'm beginning to. So, you and Beverly want to come watch the hoochie-coochie dancers on Saturday, do you? That's the plan. And a pretty damn pathetic one it is, Virgie. But whatever. Let me check my reservation book here. Have you got something right down front? Saturday's kind of special. We're coming in to celebrate Harmon's birthday, and I'd like to get him a good seat. Beverly's having a birthday, huh? Be still, my beating heart. Let's see, Saturday. Saturday, yeah, we have quite a few. Oh, wait, there's a big old note here about Saturday. Oh, you're not going to like this. What? What is it? There's, is there a problem? Well, I wouldn't say it's a problem unless one of your party is named Harmon Truesdale. Uh-oh, lay it on me, Doral. Okay, so it says, in the event of Harmon Truesdale, please take the following precautions. Oh, Lord. One. Harmon is to be seated in the back row only. Do not allow him anywhere near the stage. I was afraid of that. Two, assign the largest bouncer on duty to his table for the night and make sure he stays no more than two feet away from Harmon at all times, including in the men's room. Uh, that's going to be a tough one. Most guys around here won't stand anywhere near Harmon in the men's room if they're wearing a decent pair of shoes. Three, for the safety and comfort of our performers, staff, and guests... Make sure Harmon is frisked on arrival and confiscate any of the following contraband. Water pistols or super soakers, straight pens, magic markers, eggs, whoopee cushions, kazoos, fart bombs, super glue, live animals, monopoly money, or pornographic hand puppets. They forgot firecrackers and rubber snakes. You better add those. Jesus wept. Four. Harmon is strictly pay-as-you-go. No tabs. Not a problem. I got him covered. Five. The bartender should already be aware that they're not to serve Harmon any of the following. Long Island iced tea, Irish car bombs, whiskey or vodka shots, anything with Jägermeister or strawberry daiquiris. Make sure the new guy is brought up to date on this policy. Well, that's it. You still want to make that reservation? Oh, yeah. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. You should have seen last year's list. Alrighty then. I got you down for a two-top in the rear. And I will see you and the birthday boy Saturday night, Vergie. Great. You know, Doral, it's funny. We've talked on the phone so often, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what you look like in person. How about you? You mean, am I looking forward to seeing you in person? Hmm, yeah, not so much.
Get up, Harmon. I'm here to spring you. Oh, hey there, Virgil. Where's, uh, where's Chief Chief? He's not here. He had to run home real quick. His power went out again, and he had to reset everything to record his stories. He left me the keys so I could let you out. Well, that was nice of him. The Chief's a Days of Our Lives guy, isn't he? Yeah, I think that's one of them he watches. I don't pay much attention when he starts going on about his soaps. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Love you too, Psycho Bob. <laughs> that guy, what a nut. Let me put these keys back and grab your stuff. Here you go. Everything's in this envelope. You just have to sign this release and leave it on the counter. He'll file it when he gets back. Yeah, uh, let me go take care of that. Oh, wait a minute. What about my bail? Taken care of. Oh, thanks, Verge. I, I don't have the money right now, but you know I'm good for it. I know you will, Harmon. I'm not worried about it. You just meet me out front and I'll drive you home. Yep. So, how pissed is Velma? Fairly. You're banned from the club for at least the rest of the year. Damn. That means I'll miss the Christmas party. I love Christmas at the TNG. Everybody's singing the 12 days of stripping. Five golden thongs. Oh, well, can't be helped. If you behave yourself, maybe she'll let you in for New Year's Eve. You know you've got to repaint the outside wall that got damaged in the fire, right? Yeah, I know. But you know, Virgil, none of that would have happened if they'd store those cleaning compounds properly. I told Velma to be careful with them. That's why they had them outside by the back wall. I don't think Velma counted on you knocking them over trying to boost yourself through the window into the backstage dressing room. What the hell were you thinking, Harmon? You scared those girls half to death. I don't know, Verge. It's all so confusing. You know, I was doing just fine, enjoying the show, cheering on my favorite girls, drinking straight old Milwaukee and eating cake. Although I have to admit, I was a little nauseous after licking all that icing off the top. Yeah, sorry about that. I didn't know Doral was going to have him write Happy Birthday Beverly on it. She knows damn well you don't want anybody to know your middle name is Beverly. But why didn't you just scrape it off with your fork? That's what I would have done. I panicked. I'd have given Doral a piece of my mind if Velma hadn't already canned her before we got there. Fucking Doral. Well, I was having a good time with Brunhilde, too, at least until it all went south. You know, I'd actually kind of expected her to be one of the performers instead of my own personal bouncer, but we got along pretty good. She told some great jokes. <laughs> she did. She had some I'd never heard for. Me, too. Yet yeah, you've got to have a pretty extensive repertory to tell a dirty joke neither one of us knows already. But I knew right up front I wasn't getting a lap dance even before the shit hit the fan. Those brown polyester security guard pants had rug burn written all over them. Just as well. She was a healthy gal. She had at least half a foot on you. She might have gissed you. Well, you got to be big to be a bouncer. That's true. Got to say, though... 
I'm not sure she's got the chops for that line of work. She's definitely got the build, but she frisked you when we got there and completely missed that muskrat. Where the hell were you hiding that thing anyway? Trade secret, Verge. I'll never tell. I had all sorts of plans for that little scrat, too. I had a tiny little G-string for it and boots and five miniature pasties. Well, should have been eight, but the scrat ate three of them. Cute as hell. The girls were going to love it. But then Booty Sheets sent over that damn strawberry daiquiri, and that's all she wrote. If I'd seen you sneak that daiquiri, and if I hadn't been busy trying to do a Heimlich on Brunhilde, I'd have stopped you from beelining it to the stage. I know you can't resist it when they start playing YMCA. I thought you were just going to dance around the table being all the village people like you usually do. I had to go, Verge. You saw all those girls up there waving at me and inviting me to come up. They weren't doing no such thing, Harmon. Soon as you got up to dance, your muskrat escaped and ran up inside Brunhilde's trouser leg. I thought she was choking on birthday cake, but the ladies was all waving and pointing because they thought she was having a seizure. I feel bad about that. That muskrat must have been terrified when that big old gal got up jumping and screaming and swatting at her pants, trying to get my scrat dislodged from wherever it ended up. Well, I know it was none too happy at being flung across the room once Brunhilde managed to grab hold of it. Although, she couldn't have chosen a better target if she'd been aiming for it. Clocked old booty sheets right upside the head with it, knocked him cold. Well, that's how I ended up outside. I saw Booty go over, and then all hell just busted loose with people screaming and yelling and stomping at the floor and whatnot. Somehow, through my strawberry daiquiri haze, I realized it must have been my muskrat causing all the commotion, and I went to go rescue it. I saw you going hell-bent for leather out the emergency door, but I couldn't figure out why. Well, I spotted my muskrat running across the bar and went for it, but then it climbed the tap handles at the end and jumped off into the crap. I made a dive for it, grabbed it, and ran out the door. But when I got outside... I realized I was holding Chief Chief's toupee. Yeah, the chief had been sitting down at that end of the bar. Pulled his gun, barreled out the door right after you. I know. I saw him coming after me, waving that cannon of his, so I took off for the back of the building. But as soon as I rounded the corner, I saw Brunhilde coming at me from the other side. She was madder than a wet hen. That's when I figured inside was going to be safer than outside, and I made a try for the window. And knocked over the cleaning compounds, which started the fire. Chief Bunny and the boys from the Volunteer Fire Company enjoyed themselves, though. Yeah, but I don't think Chief Chief should have charged me with theft. He dropped that charge. He was just pissed because you walked off with his hair. Well, here we are. Get some rest, Harmon. I'll see you in the morning. You got it, Verge. Hey, Virgil? Yeah, Harmon. <laughs> it was an epic birthday, wasn't it? One of the best, Harmon. One of the best. Hi, I'm Chris Polo, the creator of Mucky Landing, a sort of a podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening to this pandemic bonus mini-episode of Mucky Landing, Harmon's Birthday Surprise, which featured the talents of Mike Polo as Virgil Slatter, Bruce Leister as Harmon Truesdale, Kristen Garamone as Velma Bella Zamboni, and Patty Gatto as Doral Bernstein. Sound design and engineering is by Mike Polo. 
Music for Monkey Landing was written and performed by our music director, the blatantly infragable Jim Rezac. Do yourself a favor and visit jimrezacmusic.com. That's Rezac with a C at the end, not a K, for more of Jim's amazing music. We'd also like to give a shout-out to Hill Manor of Envy, a magazine for the literary curious, for his Monkey Landing mention and link in the October 2020 issue. Envy, that's E-N-V-I-E, is an interactive magazine that builds and supports connections for writers and publishers. Check it out at envymagazine.com. If you liked this episode, please listen, subscribe, comment, or sign up for our mailing list at monkeylanding.com. We really want to hear from you, so we'd love it if you'd leave us a comment on our website, email us at mail at monkeylanding.com, or leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please tell your friends about us, and stay home and stay safe, everybody. Your feet's always gonna be